for your servant. We pray that as he speaks, Lord, that that we would hear your voice, Lord, and not another. Lord, I pray a blessing upon him, upon his household, and give him peace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As you you can see, I'm coming up here without any uh, help whatsoever. That's not quite true. message today that I'm going to speak about is that we serve a really, really, really big God. Okay? I mean, it's, um, it, it, to me, it, it, it's totally amazing how big God really is, and yet he cares for each and every one of us individually, equally. I don't know how that works, but I, I know it does. It just does, but I can't explain it. I don't think any of us really can. But my God is is big. And I'm going to start with uh, a passage of Scripture found in Isaiah chapter 55. And I'm going to read from verses 8 through 11. Um, The Lord, it says, My thoughts, says the Lord, are not like yours. And my ways are different from yours. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways and thoughts above yours. My word is like the snow and the rain that come down from the sky to water the earth. They make the crops grow and provide seed for planting and food to eat. So also will be the word that I speak. It will not fail to do what I plan for it. It will do everything I send it to do. We have a really, really big God. In my in my line of work, I kind of, in my line of work, I, I work in the Lincoln City Water Department, and we uh, deal a lot of times with different numbers and things like that. Um, but I, I, I'm sure that everyone here would be real familiar with with the number uh, 1440. I don't see anybody. Oh, really? Well, in in the water department, 1440 is a very it's a very common number. It's one that we don't really, we, we don't really think about. It, it's, just, it's just there in, in our mind. But 1440 represents the number of minutes in a day. And when we, when we calculate water loss or water leaks, we usually calculate gallons per minute. And then we figure 1440, well, there's, there's how many minutes per day. And then we go from there on to, uh, to kind of calculate how much water that we lose in that leak. And uh, nationwide, your, your systems are supposed to get down to, they're wanting people to get down to less than 10% unaccounted for water loss. So that, that's why we do what we do in that area. But 1440 may seem like a big number, but let's, uh, let's translate this out into seconds. For whatever reason, I, I like big numbers. I mean, big numbers just kind of fascinate me. I, I don't know why, but they do. Uh, but but 1440 actually translates out to 86,400 seconds a day. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a big number. But let, let, let's keep going. A million seconds, you know how long ago that is or, or in the future? That's about 11 and a half days. That, that's actually pretty easy. You know, but my God is bigger than that. 
You know, a million seconds seemed like a lot, but my God's bigger than that. But let, let's go with the bigger number. Now let's go. We, we've got a million. Let's, let's go with, let, let's go with a, a billion. Wow, a billion. That's a big number. Well, you know what? You know how many, how, how long ago that was? Or how much in the future a billion seconds is? It's, no, it's 31.75 years. A billion is a little bit bigger than a million. But let, let's, let's, go with, let's go with an even bigger number. You know, our national debt is, what, approaching almost $20 trillion? So you kind of, you, you keep hearing this number, a trillion, a trillion. So, so what, what's a trillion? Well, a trillion seconds either ago or in the future is 31,710 years. That's a huge number. Matter of fact, I think that's longer than this earth has been here. You know, from, from what I read in the scriptures, I, I don't think we've been around that long. And if, if we, I don't think we'll be around that long if we try to count that number one number per second, do you? I just don't think we're going to make it. But you know what? I could go bigger than that, but I don't really need to. My God is bigger than that number, okay? Much bigger. Even though that number is mind-boggling to me, it, it's nothing to him. I know our pastor likes, uh, he, he, you know, a lot of people here like to, to mess with uh, computers and things like that. And so I, I found this recently, and it, it talks about your, your uh, uh, computer speed. And, you know, at one time, I mean, I guess everybody in their smartphones right now, there's more computing power in that smartphone than what was on, on board the entire Apollo spacecraft. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible what, what uh, you know, has, has come about in the past few years. And, um, you know, there are supercomputers that are much faster, but, but let's just take the normal homeowner computer, okay, the one that we all have at home, most of us. Do you know that uh, your normal computer will count to a billion in about 15 seconds? That's pretty fast. That, that's pretty fast. I don't think we could do that, but, but it can. Uh, you know, then we get to that number, the trillion. That, that's actually a pretty big number. Uh, your normal computer will uh, take about four hours and ten minutes to count to that number. That, that's a pretty big number. But let, let's go bigger than that because I've got some bigger numbers. And these, these will really... Kind of, these kind of maybe maybe they'll mess with your mind. Maybe you're interested. Maybe not. But my God's bigger than every one of these numbers coming up. Uh, you've got you've got the next one up from a trillion is quadrillion. Louis Giglio talks about that, but that's a number one with 15 zeros after it. Big number. Well, your normal computer, homeowner, laptop, or whatever you've got can count to that in 173 days. Wow. That's, that's still pretty fast. But let's, let's go a couple steps higher than that. There's a number, there's a, there's a, a number called sextillion. It's, it's one with 21 zeros after it. Okay, so we've got a quadrillion, 173 days. Well, this, this number is so big that your computer, if it started counting to that number, would take 7,708 years. 292 days, 6 hours, 43 minutes, and 52 seconds. 
But my God is bigger than that number. That's a huge number. That's absolutely mind-boggling. But I can give you a bigger number than that. This is just a normal deck of playing cards. The next, you know, we I like to I like to play spades. I've played spades in the past, but but did you know that if if you play it, if you if you shuffle the cards, it is likely that you've never seen that combination before. Did you know that? I didn't know that. You know how many com how many different combinations you can get with a deck of cards. Well, I, I don't know what the number. There is somebody that can give you the name for it, but I can't. But it's, it's an eight followed by 67 digits as to how many combinations you can get with just a normal deck of cards. Now, if, if you got the name for that or could come up with it, you have entirely too much time on your hands. <laughs> but I, to me, that, that, number, that number is just absolutely... That's just absolutely mind-boggling that you can come up with a number that big. But let's let's look at something else. I wanna I wanna kind of go uh, and look at the the universe that we live in now. And in Isaiah chapter forty verses twenty-five through thirty-one. Twenty-five through forty-one, or I mean, excuse me, yeah, twenty-five through thirty-one. Excuse me. It says, to whom can the holy God be compared? Is there anyone else like him? Look up at the sky. Who created the stars you see? The one who leads them out like an army. He knows how many there are and calls each one by name. His power is so great, not one of them is ever missing. You know, Israel, why then do you complain that the Lord doesn't know your troubles or care if you suffer injustice? Don't you know, haven't you heard, the Lord is the everlasting God. He created all the world. He never grows tired or weary. No one understands his thoughts. He strengthens those who are weak and tired. Even those who are young grow weak. Young men can fall exhausted. But those who trust in the Lord for help will find their strength renewed. They will rise up on wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not grow weak. We have a pretty big God, bigger than we can even imagine. Now, let's, let's go out into our universe a little bit. I talked about numbers, but let, let's go out into our, our local neighborhood a little bit. You know, we've got a, we've got a pretty big uh, ball of light out there, and we can see it today. Our sun, not, that's, that's not a very friendly place to be. Um, matter of fact, we wouldn't last very long there. But let, just for the sake of argument, let's just say we could, we could actually get in a jet plane and that we could fly around the equator of the sun at 600 miles an hour. You know how long that would take? It would take 188 days. That, that's quite a while, but that's not too bad. That's not too bad. But do you know what? Louis Giglio gives a talk about indescribable and how great is our God, and, and he talks about a star that none of us, I mean, as big as our sun is, we don't have really any comprehension of that, but he talks about another star called Canis Majoris, the, the big dog star. 
Now, you think ours is big? Well, this star is so big that if we were in that same jet plane and flew around the equator of that, it would take 1,100 years for us to fly around this star. It's that big. As a matter of fact, we could put over 3 billion of our suns inside of this thing and still not fill it up. It's that big. But my God's bigger than that. To put, put it even in more perspective, the, the diameter of this star, it would actually extend out past the orbit of Saturn. It's, 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 it goes beyond anything we can think of. But my God's bigger than that. Much bigger. Um, in 2006, NASA launched the New Horizons spacecraft to go out and and they, they, wanted, they wanted to get some uh, images and, and see what Pluto looked like. Well, you know what? It took almost nine years to get there. And just this last October, it, it, it got there in 2015. This, act, this last October took about a year to send back all the, the photographs that had been taken. And now, it, now it's continuing on out. But, you know, that, that's quite a ways away that it, it took that far. Well, I got another visual aid here. This this will blow your mind. This 12-inch ruler represents, on one end, represents the sun, and on the other, Pluto. Okay, and on this on this ruler, if we wanted to go to our nearest neighbor, Alpha Centauri, it's actually a, a trinary star system. But if we wanted to go to our nearest neighbor. You know what? It would be over a mile away. That's how much space there is between us and the neighbor. That, that's, that's, we can't comprehend that. As a matter of fact, um, I, was, I just read yesterday that uh, in 19, and, and I'd forgotten about them, but, but in 1977, we launched two spacecraft, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. Well, you know what? They've just now, actually, after almost 40 years, they've, they've actually gotten almost to the very edge of what we call our solar system, 40 years. So I guess if they were to continue on to this, this next star, they could, but it would only take them about 211,000 years to get there. So I don't think, I don't think I'm going to be there you know, or be around for that, but you know, we serve a really, really big God. I mean, just astronomically big. I mean, we really just don't have much of a, a comprehension of how big our God really is. I just, I read the other day that uh, uh, by the year 2022, uh, the scientists believe that there's going to be two stars, binary stars. They, they, they revolve around each other or whatever, but, but they believe they're actually going to collide. And we're going to be able to see that as a supernova here on Earth. Oh, that's pretty exciting. But you know what? As exciting as that is, it actually happened 1,800 years ago. It's just now, it's taken that long for the light to get to us. You know, we serve a really, really big God. You, you want to you get really, really startled by how big our God is? Uh, let's just picture, picture the Milky Way galaxy. I mean, it, it's a humongous place. We, we don't have any comprehension of it. But just for the sake of argument, 
So maybe we could kind of shrink the Milky Way galaxy down to the entire North American continent. That's Canada, United States, and then we'd have to include Alaska up there, you know, part of the states, and then Mexico and Central America as part of North America, and that's, that's our Milky Way galaxy. Well, guess what our solar system would be? Right here. It would fit right inside this coffee cup, and that would be somewhere in Idaho. We're pretty small. We're, I mean, it just, it just boggles my mind as to how big our God really is. He's, he's huge. I've got another thing to show you. I don't know if, if you guys, I'm sure everyone can see this back there, but I have, I have a couple of grains of rice in this bag. They're, they're really big. They're big grains of rice. Well, recently, I guess within the last few years, the, the Hubble Space Telescope uh, did some kind of deep space thing. And if you go out tonight, just take a grain of rice out there and look up at some blank spot in the sky and just hold that out at arm's length. Well, that Hubble, when it, it took a shot of something like that out there, there were over 100,000 galaxies hiding behind that grain of rice. 100,000. And each of those has 100 billion-plus stars. And, and my Bible says that God put them all there by his power, and he's got every one of them named. Now, isn't that fascinating? I mean, to me, that's just, I, I just, I can't get over that. Well, you know, I have, a, I have no more visuals in this box, but unfortunately, a lot of us, they're, they're, this box also is a visual because we have such a huge box, but too many of us take our God, stick him in this box, and put him on a shelf. And we say, you know, he doesn't care about us. I mean, look at him. He's so big. He's so huge. But what, what, what are we? What can we do? Is there, is there any hope for us? Well, that's interesting that you would think that. And I will, I will share that with you. In Jeremiah 1, chapter 4 through 8, now this I find very interesting. Uh, the call of Jeremiah is what it, what it says. Is the Lord said to me, I chose you before I gave you life. And before you were born, I selected you to be a prophet to the nations. I answered, Sovereign Lord, I don't know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say that you are too young. But go to the people I send you to and tell them everything I command you to say. Do not be afraid of them, for I will be with you to protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Now, we have a really, really big God. Okay? Let's go to another verse. Scripture, you know, yeah, if you're... If you're you know, talking with people, you always have to back up what you say with scripture because this is this is our this is this is basically our handbook. This is this is what we go with. You know, if you go with anything else, I mean, the stars and all that—that's great. You know, but but you know, most of those are you know, who knows? They may be burnt out by now, and we just don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're just so far away that that the the size of our gal or 
our galaxy alone and the universe is so vast, and yet we try to stick God in a little box like that and think that he can't do anything. Well, our God can. I mean, if he can create a star that's so big that we just don't have any comprehension or a universe like he has created, which we know he has, then my God is able to meet my needs, and he's able to meet your needs. And in Psalm chapter 8, verses 3 and 4, it says, When I look at the sky which you have made, at the moon and the stars which you set in their places, what is man that you think of him, mere man that you care for him? And yet he does. I, you know, it, as big as God is, and, and the power that he has, there, there's some things that I like to, I'd like to share with you today because you know what really absolutely makes me in awe of God is not, not, I mean, as big as that other stuff is, it's the fact that he cares about the little stuff. The little stuff. Everything is in order with him. And, and uh, I, I know Kim Cito and, and maybe Stan, I'm going to share about a hunting trip that I went on. And Kim Cito and Stan probably know this area. Most of you wouldn't, but, but when I go into there, it, it, it's one of my favorite places to go because when I go there, the area just, uh, Gravel Creek just feels huge to me when I go there. It's, it's wide open. You see these big, giant mountains and all that stuff. And, and this one particular day, I was out looking for an elk. I had an elk tag, and, and I was really... Uh, hoping that that some elk out there was gonna gonna be listening to God to tell it to tell it to be out there so I can get it, you know. But you know, so I was I was I was hoping for that. But um, the day was beautiful, and I was just walking along and and you know just looking at creation, and I was thanking God for what had happened. And this is how I know He cares about my Susan, is because. He stopped me right in my tracks. And he said, you have not been praying for your wife. He said, that's your responsibility, Chuck. No one else's. That's your job. And you need to go home, and you need to ask your wife for forgiveness right now. Now, in the course of events, that's kind of a little thing. But God cares about Susan. He cares about me. He cares about me enough to, to let me know that I wasn't doing my job. I'm supposed to be the spiritual leader of my home, and, and you know, I do pray, but, but evidently not enough because God let me know. Now, he didn't condemn me. I, I, I definitely tried to, oh, Lord, could uh, I just finish out my hunting trip today? And Because and, uh, it's really, some, no, you need to go home now. You need to go home now. So i like, oh, this is, oh. So I, I don't go to hunting too often anymore because I'm afraid God's going to ruin my hunting trip. But, <laughs> but, but you, 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 you never know. I mean, uh, so I, I went home, and, and I, told, I, I came up to Susan, and I said, uh, Susan, I, I have to ask your forgiveness. And, of course, immediately she thought I had a new girlfriend or something like that. that that's what was on her mind. Yeah, but I, I told her what, I, what, what had happened, and so uh, from that point on, I've, I've made a point to pray for my Susan more. Uh, still probably not as much as I should, but, but God cares about Susan. He cares about the little stuff. 
I mean, in the course of events, that's kind of a little thing, but he still cares about that. You know, how dare I put God in a box and stick him up on a shelf and forget about him? I mean, there, there was another time. Now, most of you guys can probably relate to me on this, but uh, uh, I, I don't want to pick on Susan too much, but but she had it, you know, I guess there there's a point where women go through hormonal problems and things like that, and us guys, we cannot relate to that. I, I don't care how hard I try, I just can't relate to it. And uh, but I was I was at wit's end. I was like, what am I supposed to do with all this stuff? You know, and and <clears throat> I remember, and it was really for me. It was you know there there was just there were some issues that were going on at home, and and it was just really a super super dark time for me. It was just it was really really dark. And I was like, you know, it was getting to the point to where I thought I was thinking to myself, you know, this might just be. It might actually really seriously be better just to check out of this world because it was getting it was getting really tough. You know, I just it was. Yeah, I mean, it, it, as funny as it may seem, it was not really funny at the time. Uh, but one morning, I go to work real early in the morning. It was pitch dark when I went to work, and and uh, as I was, we we live out in North Bank Road, and as I was heading towards town, I came up to the old highway 101 to take a left and and really at that point in time it just it was dark but then all of a sudden the kind of the sky opened up and and there was a, a full moon that, and it was just absolutely beautiful I was looking at this full moon and and then as I turned left to go towards the interchange I happened to look left and uh, I know this was God because I looked left and and I saw a rainbow I went You've got to be kidding! That. That's 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 pretty stupid. I mean, it says night. There's no such thing as that. And so I <clears throat> I kind of went to work and and but I I know I saw it and I went to work and so it got the best of me. I had to look at at Google and uh, to see if there was such a thing. And and sure enough, there they call them moon bowls. Bows. Uh, Satanists like to use it for their thing, but uh, basically they said that that a rainbow at night is extremely rare. And this is the part that really kind of gets to me that, that I know God really cares about us because they're extremely rare. There has to be a full moon, and that moon has to be at just the exact angle. There's a certain angle that it has to be at, and, and otherwise you just won't see one. And so I went, wow, I really did see that. I, I wasn't looking for it because I didn't know they existed, but that's when God came through and he said, Chuck, he said, my promises for you are valid even in the darkest of times that you're in. And I, I went, wow, wow, that, our God is a big God. And, and you know, it, it's probably likely that no one else saw that. You know, that indicated that was for me. Yeah, I've got a shirt on with my two of my grandsons on there, and, and my son was one that, that he's the, the younger of, of, you know, Charlie and Nicole's kids. And at one point, he was in the little guy was so sick, and he was in the hospital, and the nurse was holding him. He, he, looked, he looked like he had already passed on, you know, and I was just, my heart was just absolutely broken. But you know what? 
God came to me and he says, I'm going to heal him. But his healing is not for him. It's for you. His healing was for me. To let me know that God is bigger than this box. He's bigger than all of our boxes. I've got another grandson. And this is the last story I'm going to share. But I've got another grandson that was, I I think he's going to be eight years old this year. I mean, that's, wow, amazing, eight years old. Wow, time flies. But then, and and he's uh, the son of my daughter, Mallory. And they, you know, she was not necessarily living the right life, and maybe still not. But, but you know, my God's big enough that he can handle her. Okay? And, and her, her fella at the time is just an out-and-out confirmed atheist. He does not believe in God whatsoever. I mean, they're just, he has no room for God at all in his life. And so as the, as the pregnancy uh, went on, we found out, he said, you know, he says, we, we found out it was going to be a boy. And he says, you know, I'm going to, I've got a name picked out for this, this kid. And uh, he said the name's going to be Azrael. And I, I listened to that, and I'm going, what is wrong with this world? You know, you could have you could at least given him a good name like Chuck. I mean, I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, what what is this? The only other t- instance I'd ever heard of that name was uh, my kids when they were little. They liked to watch those little blue gremlin, the Smurfs. I call them gremlins, but uh, the the evil guy had a cat named Azrael. So I'm thinking, so so this this kid's dad wants to give him an evil cat name. You know, and so I'm thinking that's just that's just fantastic. You know, I'm just like, what in the world? You know, but there there again, God showed himself to me. Because you know, and, and I, I know it has to be him because who would who would type in a Google search with the name Azrael on it? I I never thought, but but I did one morning before I went to work, and it just absolutely blew my mind. Not only does he care for my my wife Susan but he cares for me with a rainbow at night. But he also cares for a little guy that hadn't even been born, you know, hadn't even been born yet, and he cared for that guy to give him the name Azrael. Because I, when I looked up on Google, I found out that the name Azrael is ancient Hebrew. I went, well, and you know what? That name means God. God is my help. That is what his name means. And that was given by an atheist. God is my help. Now, you tell me God's not in control. Tell me that he doesn't, that he doesn't have the ultimate power in this universe. I've got one last scripture that I'm going to read. And then I'm, I'm done. I, I hope that this has been a help for somebody. Uh, you know, it, if nothing else, I, I think it helped me today. <laughs> You know, but in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, it says, To him who by means of his power working in us is able to do so much more than we can ever ask for or even think of, to God be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus for all time, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And Let's let's take God out of a box. We we serve a we serve a huge God, 
But then we also serve one that cares about each and every one of us. And if you allow him, maybe look back in your life and you'll realize there's, there's steps along the way where he, in fact, has directed your life. You may not realize it at the time, but you will. And, and actually, there is one more verse that I want to share. And, and basically, with, with what I've given today, uh, you know, the enemy is, is trying to close in on us. But, you know, in, in Revelation chapter 12, it says we will overcome the enemy by what? The blood of the lamb and what else? The word of our testimony the word of our testimony, it's what, it's what I've shared today. That's, that's just some of the things. There are many more things that God has done for me. But those are things that I can testify of, and hopefully that will help someone else. So, Lord God, I just thank you for this day. I pray, Lord, that we would take you out of the box. Lord, help us to serve you. You are a great, big, big God. And we, we don't even have a clue how big you really are. But, Lord, we thank you that you are in complete control and that you will keep us safe. And that we'll actually get to go be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. I would like to end the service this way. Uh, Sue, can I have you come up here as well? Um, if you, we're going to make, this this room um, a place where if people need prayer, Chuck and Sue will be gracious enough to pray with you guys. If you're going through something right now where you're feeling like there is a big situation and problem right now that I need God's answers, I do really believe that the Lord has anointed Chuck and Sue for this time, for this day, to just minister. So if that's you, um, after I pray, go ahead and just come on up. Chuck and Sue will be praying with you guys. And then we'll we'll dismiss. Father God, we thank you for your faithfulness to our house, to this church. Lord, thank you that you are so big and you care about things so small. And Lord, I pray that your blessing would be put upon your servants today. In Jesus' name, amen. I know there's a few people.